This is the Father Matters Show with your host, Vance Sims. Father Matters is committed to building stronger, healthier communities by supporting, encouraging, and enlightening today's fathers and families. And now, your host, Vance Sims. Welcome to the Father Matters Show. I'm your host, Vance Sims. Thank you for joining us on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. If you have not yet partnered with Father Matters, would you please consider becoming a Father Matters partner? The Father Matters show is listener supported and all Father Matters programs and services are free to the community because of your generous donations. For more information about donating to Father Matters, log on to fathermatters.org and click the Donate to Father Matters icon. Well, if you were listening to the show in October, we had special guest Jeffrey Shears, who's the author of the book, What All Dads Should Know. And we were just bouncing all around. This brother was just on fire. You know, he's in North Carolina. We're here in Phoenix and, and just emails went crazy. Facebook went crazy after the show. Um, I Jeff and I talked again after that. I said, brother, I got to have you back on the show. He agreed to be back on the show. So, ladies and gentlemen, back on the show from North Carolina, Jeffrey Shears, author of the book, What All Dads Should Know. Welcome to the Father Matters Show, Jeffrey. Hey, glad to be here, man. Or should I say welcome back to the Father Matters Show? Yes, sir. Brother, after we did that show, we got questions about step-parenting and single fathers and fathers and daughters. And I said, you know what? I'm not even going to try to answer all these questions. I just want to have Jeffrey back on, and we're going to just hit, go hard. We're going to hit him hard on step-parenting because that was one of the most requests topics to talk about. Brother Jeffrey, what is step-parenting? Well, you know, of course, we have a, a number of blended families with, uh, you know, increasing divorce rates, and uh, we have a number of blended families. And, you know, I, I generally don't talk about it necessarily as step-parenting. It's, you know, really try to really get into co-parenting. And so I uh, want to cer- certainly share my story and some of my research of, of how important, you know, fathers are to lives of children, and that that stepfather or that father figure or that father you know, the father figure in a child's life can be as equally important as a biological father. So, you know, I've been studying fathers, you know, for, for years and years. And when I first got into studying fathers and doing interviews with dads and, and low-income communities, um, I often joke that as I'm talking to these guys about what, what are the important things in a, a man brings to a child's life and what does it mean to be a father, these guys always respond to me, well, you know, you know. And I was a you know a Ph.D. student. I didn't have any kids, wasn't married or anything. So to uh, give myself a little level of authenticity, I ran out and got married. Um, so when these guys would say, yeah, you know, you know, I was like, yeah, I do know, so I'm married with a kid. So my uh, my wife... I had a four-year-old daughter, so I instantly became mm-hmm. a step-parent, you know. So, uh, as I said, to give me a little level of authenticity and within the fathering realm. Um, and so step-fathering, you know, we have a, it's, it's certainly an increase in number of, of parenting or a number of families with step-parents. And, you know, it is a – sometimes it is a thankless job, right. you know, being a step-parent. And so part of this uh, – of, of, being a step parent is trying to navigate what is your role, 
and that is particularly the case depend depending on how old the child is, you know. So if we just look at traditional fathering roles, traditional fathering roles that men want to be providers, they want to be disciplinarians, playmates, things of that nature. Well, it's really difficult at times to try to navigate. Well, what is my role, particularly if it's a biological father in the in in the in the life of the child? What does mom want you to your, your role to be? And so. Um, Man, today I just like to share my own story and I say what the research shows in regards to uh, stepfathers. Yes, sir. Please do. Yeah, so um, it's interesting to note, like, um, I have a, a number of, of stories I would love to share. So, for example, men certainly want to be a provider. They want to, and they want to be a disciplinarian, but that can be a, a barrier or a roadblock many times, particularly being a disciplinarian when you have a step a step-parent when you are a step-parent, um, particularly if the child is older, as I say, if there's another father in the child's life. Um, and in and, and my own instance, no one had a problem with me being a provider for that child. Mm. You know, hey, that's okay uh, if I'm a provider. But if I'm going to be a disciplinarian, then people start having a problem with that. When I say people, you know, people in the family, other, you know, Folks have problems with you being a disciplinarian, and 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 why is that, Jeff? Because I I do that at the workshops and at our men's support groups. I hear that a lot. Why is that? It's it's okay if you're providing, but then when you when you put put that discipline down, that structure down, you know, now all of a sudden you're you're the controlling stepfather. You're the controlling. You're the bossy. Why is that, Jeff? Yeah, I wonder if you know. Uh, I wonder if how much of that has to do sometimes with just media and our general perceptions. So if you think of just, you know, media media perceptions of step parents, the mean stepmom, right? I mean, we really don't have a lot of media perceptions even of the stepmom who comes in and saves the day. The same thing with stepfather. It's almost you know, we often joke even with in-laws. You know, no one's really supposed to like and love their in-laws, you right. know. And I think the same thing with step-parents. Like step-parents aren't supposed to be good. They're supposed to be the evil step-parent. And so when you're providing, you're kind of going against that grain. But then when you're being a disciplinarian, and even, you know, kids need discipline. They need structure. Uh, but when you're being a disciplinarian, then say, well, wait a minute. That's not the biological father. Why is that person being the, the uh to being the disciplinarian for the child. Mm-hmm. So I think part of that has to do with um, just the way we sometimes maybe perceive uh, step-parenting. Um, so, uh, you know, so discipline is becomes a sticky issue. And so, you know, I really try to encourage men to navigate what role does this child need. And if it's a really young child and it's not a uh, another male figure in the child's life, then he that stepfather may serve the major role in that child's life. If it's a biological father who's a major provider, maybe maybe the stepfather ends up being the, the playmate. Maybe ends up being um, the confidant and, and and the supporter and providing emotional stability and things of that nature for the child. It is it's it's a role that men have to navigate, and and part of it is that men have to be conscious and intentional about, okay, what role, how do I fit in this child's life? You know, um, when a, a parent is coming in, when a guy is coming in as a step-parent, he really has to understand what are the missing pieces, what are the added pieces to this child's life. It's to not disrupt, but to add, to right. bring influence, to be a positive influence, and to add to that child's life. Right. Um, so you know, it's, so part of it is, a, is a, and it's really a conversation many times with, and ideally, Vance, and this 
you know, this rarely happens, man. Um, in my book, I really talk about the rules of engagement in dating a, a woman with a child. You know, who needs to introduce who? Who needs to introduce the boyfriend to the child's father? You know, how do they, you know, I, I really talk about that because there is, you know, we really don't have a lot of rules of engagement. In my own experience, mm-hmm. you know, if I can go back and do those things over again, um, I would do it differently. I think we kind of stumbled through this whole thing of, you know, me being a stepfather in my child's life, you know. Um, so my child's biological father uh, and I were never formally introduced. Okay. We, Of course, we knew each other, right? right. <laughs> we were never formally introduced. And so, um, you know, it was always that tension there when they really shouldn't have. And over the years, um, him and I have been able to have a really good relationship. And so so part of being a step-parent is being mindful of that biological parent. Uh, hey, he's always been involved in his child's life. And so I was very respectful of that, even though she was living in my house. Now, how about this, Jeff? Because I hear this again. A lot of guys say, hey, man, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the stepfather. I've been the stepfather for a couple of years. This one guy was sharing how he's the stepfather of two, two little girls. You know, uh, but like between 10 and 13 years old or so. And he said it's one of those things where when they're with the father, it's like he don't really care if if they eat, what they eat, if they don't eat, where they where they are, who house they sleep over. You know, and then he said they come back to to his house and his wife's home. And it's like they are like, you know, what the father didn't do or what the father didn't provide. Now the stepdad should do that. He he feels disrespected in a way. It's kind of like when the father drops the ball, it's like, well, you know, that's my dad or that's my ex-husband. But, you know, but then if the stepfather, he would say stuff like, well, if he can't make it to uh, a child's recital or purchase something for the for one of the girls, it's like, well, you know, that's your stepdaughters. They're your kids, too. What, what's that? How do you find your role when it's a situation like that, when the biological father is in the picture? But it's like, really, he's just doing his part out of duty. So, one, he don't have to pay more child support or whatever the situation may be. He really has another person in his life, and he's really focusing in that direction. Yeah, you know, and that those are the, those are the things that, uh, you know, barriers or the things that we have to kind of navigate. Um, and that's why I, I alluded to earlier that well, mm-hmm. being a provider or, you know, no, no one has a problem with that. I remember uh, one time that uh, my my daughter's biological father was in town and she came up to me. We, we were actually all together and at a, at a basketball event. And she came up to me like, you know, she talk, calls me dad also. Dad, can I, can I get $25 to get a T-shirt? And I was sitting here thinking that I was digging my wallet just by habit, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yo, your daddy is over there. Won't you hit him up for twenty five dollars? Uh-huh. Like he's standing right there." Um, but those are the you know uh, things that are that are really really easy, and so. Um, but why do you think she asked you and not her biological father? By by habit, because she, I was her residential father, so it was always that she would just come to me like, "Hey, can I get some money or mm-hmm. what have you." Um, and and that's why it is such a, a thankless job, you know. So some of the literature really talks about the struggles that men have. And and men and, and I don't I don't think men talk about it openly. You know, I often joke that we don't have this community of support or ring of friends that we can really talk and share things mm-hmm. with. But you know, the literature certainly talks about the struggles of a stepfather really saying, okay, how much of my resources, resources being time, energy, money, finances, whatever, am I pointing to another man's child? 
Mm-hmm. You know, and so sometimes it is really a conscious decision. Now, we all know that men are much more likely to father and be an involved father when they're in a romantic relationship with the mother, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and so in my situation, you know, that be kind of became easy because of, you know, the, the family dynamics. But it is still, particularly when we have biological children in the home as well as stepchildren in the home, you know, literature certainly shows that sometimes men struggle or have to be intentional or have to make a decision of, I am going to pour resources into another man's child. Mm. You know, so that's and a choice. That is a choice. And the other the piece of that that, that men really have to, to make a decision about is, it's only so much of you, right. right? It's only so much time, so much money, so much energy. And how much of that, when you pour it into another man's child, how much of that are you taking from your own seed, from taking right. from your own children? Right. And so you, I, I really talk about it, you know, I've, I've kind of coined this phase as the kind of Neanderthal process of like, I'm just going to take care of mine. And so it really, I can say you have to be intentional and um, understand, understanding that it goes much deeper than that, that you're pouring into another man's child, but that that child is going to have a lot of benefit from your pouring into. And so, you know, I often share that, um, you know, I've had my, and I call her my closet stepchild because no one really knows she's my stepchild, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, now that I'm national radio, I guess everybody knows. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, I had her since she was four, got married when she was five, and you know, continue to pour into her, pour into her, support her, uh, spend, uh, you know, just, just, just as a, just as a, a regular, regular daughter, you know, there's no difference. Um, and it really all came back to me when she wrote her college essay about the most influential person in her life. She wrote about me, you know? And so, uh, I mean, that was, that was just, just heartfelt that all these years I poured into her, that she realized that you know that I was influ- I was I, it worked you know so I was be- I was really influential in who she had become. Well, after after this commercial break, if you have it with you, and if you don't have that with you, share some of that with you because I also got some other questions for you. I'm ask- asking you a lot of questions that we got from guys wanted me to ask you as well. So you're listening to the Father Matters Show with Vance Sims, and today's guest is Jeffrey Shears, author of the book "What All Dads Should Know." We'll be back after this. Hey, Father Matters Show family. Will you show us some love? We want the Father Matters Show to be your community and family resource program by providing you right now answers for right now issues. Become a Father Matters Show champion by liking Father Matters on Facebook. If you miss us Saturday night, log on to blogtalkradio.com, soundcloud.com, or fathermatters.org and share the Father Matters show with your friends and family. Thank you. Welcome back to the Father Matters show. Hey, mark your calendar for January 13th for our Mother to Mother workshop. For more information, log on to fathermatters.org. If you're just tuning in, you can catch the top of the show at fathermatters.org. Also catch the Father Matters show nationally every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time by logging on to blogtalkradio.com or catch our archive shows anytime worldwide at soundcloud.com. 
uh, Jeffrey, at the top of the commercial, you were saying how your daughter wrote a college essay. Could you share a little bit of that with us? Oh, sure. So her her topic is the most influential person in her life. And so uh, she just wrote it about me being her stepfather and how much, basically, in, in a nutshell, man, how much um, she recognized as a young as a young adult, a high schooler about to go to college, how much I poured into her from, you know, um, spirituality, taking her to church, discipline, um, you know, f- financially, you know, uh, affirming her, telling her I love her. To, it was, you know, just she recognized and I think was grateful that um, I played this great role in her life. And so for me, being a, uh, a stepfather, like I say, being a stepfather is a very thankless job, you know. And so, of course, kids aren't going to, you know, when you're eight, nine, they're going through those you know, terrible twos, and they hit them again at the terrible teens. They're not going to come to you when you are taking cell phones away and, you know, you're being a disciplinarian, you're owning them about homework. They're not going to come to you and, like, you know, thank you for being my stepdad. You know, they're not going to do that. But when she became an adult about to go to college, when she realized, I think, like, wow, this guy has always been there for me. And, uh, you know, emotionally, financially, and she was just kind of articulating, um, thank you. And and then she wrote an essay, this person is really who has super influenced my life in all areas, and it's, it's, it's my stepfather. And people find that unnatural, I guess, in a lot of ways that, you know, that, your stepfather or your stepparent can be influential. And I just encourage guys, like, continue to pour into, you know, your stepchild. Mm-hmm. Uh, just as you're pouring into your own child, continue to pour into your, into your stepchild. Um, and, you know, and the great thing about, um, you know, in, in, in my situation, I talk about the rules of engagement when you're dating a, a woman with a child and, um you know how you how it's important that at least men on on you know whether it's the biological father and the stepfather have some level of communication, okay. Um, and I think that uh, Jordan, my you know, her biological father, and I have great communication. You know, and I, I really like to share that story because people don't think it can work. Um, you know. He paid, for example, he paid for her cell phone in high school. I would take her cell phone away. He never had a problem with it. You know, when she would get in trouble or bring home a bad grade, I would call him up. It's like, hey, I got Jordan's cell phone because she brought home a bad grade. If you need to call her, you know, call to the house. He was okay with that. Right. You know, um, when she was being recruited to play ball and things of that nature, I would just text him up and be like, hey, we heard from these schools, whatever, whatever. You know, when he would come and see her play in the summertime, I would drive her to another location. He would fly over because he's out on the West Coast. Um, we would sit up in the stands together. Right. And people just find it odd. But the important thing for, for all men is that, hey, you know, our most important thing that we're going to do over the next 18 years, we're going to raise this child together. Mm-hmm. And we are going to be on the same page as men because you're going to pour into her. I'm going to pour into her. I respect you as her biological father, and he was basically like, I respect you as her stepfather, and we're going to be on the same page because, you know, you can have dissension and you can have mess when the parents are on the same page because the child can play one against the other. Oh, we see that. We see and hear a lot about that. Jeff, let me ask you this. Do you think it was maybe a little easier because you had one stepchild? Because we get guys that say, man, you know, they're stepfather of two to three, four stepkids. Do you do you think that that played away? for you to maybe uh, have it a little bit easier or what? 
You know, um, I'm going to tell you that the things that I, I, I think worked, um, I don't know having a, the number of stepchildren helps or not, but I think what really helps, and I've, you know, I've heard the horror stories too, is that I wanted it to work. I was respectful of uh, her biological father. You know, at the end of the day, from the outside looking in, I always thought the dude was a great was a great dad. Mm-hmm. I was always spending time and picking her up and things of that nature. You know, I look, I empathize with him. I was like, it's not his fault that you know um, his daughter's moving on the other side of the country with another man. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I was respectful. So so. And we had some conversations early on, and so um, I had I had to let him know early on that I care for his child and was going to always do what's in her best interest. So I kind of put it. I think I kind of put him at ease. So it was some of those conversations early on that, and I think both of us kind of level headed. And at the end of the day, when everybody loves the child, if they truly love the child, they could put all the other stuff aside mm-hmm. and really focus on loving and rearing this child absolutely and what about what about step uh when you're a stepfather with kids because you know you can be the new stepfather and your wife is the stepmom but you're also dealing with your ex on your side while the stepmom is dealing with her ex and it's hard when you want to do something for your child or children without making the wife or the other stepkids feel like well why didn't he do that for me Mm -hmm. or do that for us well, you know, I talk about uh, so you know a lot of a lot of my research has been around how fathers influence mothers, and so because the research clearly shows that moms influence fathers in their activities, their attitude, their their child rearing attitudes, um, and so some of my research has really looked at well, how do fathers influence mothers, mothers' parenting styles, attitudes, or whatever, and so um, you know, so it's easy when you know. Of course, fathers are romantically involved with mom. That's a big influence. But one thing I say is that fathers influence moms when they are, of course, in an amicable relationship, in a romantic relationship. But fathers can also influence moms when they are co-parenting. Okay, mm-hmm. and that's the situation you're talking about. The pushback that I get from from fathers influence moms. This example is that fathers relieve stress. Moms are better mothers when the father's involved because he. Life is generally less stressful, whether it's financial stress, parental stress, what have you. Fathers release stress. You got a single mom, car broke down, you know, tire mm-hmm. needs to be changed. You know, the father comes through, take care, take takes care of that. Right. You know, in a married relationship versus single, it's something else mom has to worry about. You know, he's actually getting finances and things of that nature. So fathers release stress, which allows moms to be better mothers. Now, I often you know, say that fathers can also relieve stress in those co-parent relationships when they are not romantic, romantically involved anymore. Mm-hmm. The reason I say that is because even for selfish reasons, if you are a, if you're a father and your child, you know, your children aren't living with you, you can still relieve the stress for from your mother because she becomes a better mother to your child. You know, that a pushback I get from that are women, from women. Mm. <laughs> They're like, wait a minute, no, that's not his job anymore. You know, it's, it, he he is just to get his kids and things of that nature, and his job is not to relieve his uh, children's mother's stress, right? right? But, you know, like I said, from a selfish standpoint, you know that their her mothering is going to be better when you relieve her stress. And so at the end of the day, Vance, I mean, if we can – 
summarize the stuff in a nutshell, really the parents have to all be on the same page. And I know that is uh, that's tough to do. You know, when you have marriage and divorce and, you know, old relationships that's, that's, that's produced children and, and you're now you're in a different relationship and you got blended families. But, um, you know, the proof is in the pudding. It can work. There are successful co-parenting relationships. There are successful step-parenting relationships. At the end of the day, all the parents have to have the conversations. Absolutely. Okay? Well, look. Go, and, and I don't want to cut you off, brother, but we're at the end of the show. I want you. Will you come back next week? Because I want to talk to you about fathers and daughters. Will you come back next week? Man, would love to. Would love to be back well, next well, week look, to talk and, about one of my favorite topics. And where can and people? And where can people go to learn more about what all dads should know? What's your website? Yeah, dadsknow.com, D-A-D-S-K-N-O-W.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at dadsknow. I put out tweets about every week, just talk about fathering and my experience in being a dad. All right. And thank you for listening to the Father Matters Show. Send us your questions or comments to info at fathermatters.org. Thank you to my engineer, Jeremy Siegel. See you next week at the same time, same place. Have a safe week. Thank you, and God bless.